Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, lady, if you're looking for that extra dose of behind-the-scenes content that Terry and I put out after every episode, go to herspacepodcast.com, click Patreon, Wisdom Wednesdays with Terry, and you will be taken to our Patreon page where for the entire month of September, you will have free access to our after shows. Check it out. And we hope that you become a subscriber. It's something that we don't often necessarily acknowledge in the way that we did today. I think we are in a space of kind of just living, right? Like I use the phrase like protect your peace, but I think I just do it without necessarily intentionally mapping out how I do it. You know, because as we were going through those tips, I was like, oh, yeah, I do that. I've done that. Like, yeah. And so I think it has become just ingrained in me. Right. Like you were talking about how you used to have the sticky notes. Right. And I used to do those sticky notes, too, on the bathroom mirror with the positive affirmations. And now it's just a part of how I'm thinking. Right. And also for me, just being intentional about when do I need it the most? Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, Please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. All right. Our quote of the day. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. I'm going to read that one one more time. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. This quote comes to us from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who over the course of his career wrote over 20 books, had a podcast and was known for helping people reset their minds, 
through positive affirmations and manifestations. T, when you hear that quote, I know a lot of things come up for me, but what comes up for you? Well, Dom, in the context of what we're talking about, right, staying positive when we're in a negative or chaotic environment, protecting our peace, as you like to say, Dom, this is a deep quote. I think it's really deep. I think on the surface, it could mean one thing. But the more I look at this, I'm thinking, I just have to break it down. So give me a moment while I just look at the quote. It makes me think about how oftentimes when we are in a negative environment, it might be easy for us to wish that people were different, right? Or wish that something would change. But I think one thing we many of us have learned is that the only person we could change is the person in the mirror. And so I think that we can be at peace when we understand that, okay, this person is behaving this way. This is what's on their shelf. This is how they're choosing to show up. And they're showing that this is a pattern because this really is in alignment with what we're talking about today, right? And so instead of stressing yourself out and you know blaming yourself or thinking that, oh, things should be different, it's like, okay, when you have that, it is what it is mentality. And then you work on how you are going to show up because your behavior is all you can control. I think that allows you to truly be at peace because now you are focusing on what you can control, yep, yep. right? Yeah. Dr. Dom always does that. And um, yeah, this is a beautiful and very profound quote, I believe. So that's what comes up to me first, Dom. It's like, we can't change people. We can change ourselves. And that's pretty much the gist of it. What comes up for you? What comes up for me is this piece around thinking about things as it should be, right? And recognizing that the shoulds and the musts and the oughts are what often get us caught up and rob us of our peace. The shoulds, the musts, the oughts, those are the things that lead to anxiety, lead to depression, lead to other forms of neurosis, right? And so when I see this quote, I just think about, okay, from a behaviorist perspective, retraining your brain, right? So saying, okay, let's think about taking these certain action steps to retrain how we are thinking to focus on what is truly in front of us as opposed to, like you said, the things that are outside of our control or the things that are not currently happening. I love it. And I think that is spot on, Dom. And I know we're going to dive into this conversation of like, how do you say positive and protect your peace when you are in the midst of chaos or negativity? And we found this awesome article lady from Psychology Today. And I just want to read a little blurb from that. And we'll add that in the show notes as well. And the quote says, some people are naturally negative. They complain, bicker, compare themselves to others, start drama, and simply see the glass as half empty. And lady, as you listen to that, I'm sure you can list off a number of people that fit into that category, right? You just walk into their environment or you're with them and you're like, oh my gosh, you just feel the vibe, right? It's just so different. And so the thing about it is, as we are in the state of the world that we're in right now. Many of us are still staying at home. Some of us may have started to go back to work or school, but many of us are still at home. And I think this topic is really timely, but it's also a topic that we can always revisit, right? right? Because some of us tend to 
live in an environment with negative people or people that are choosing to show up in negative ways, right? Or you might work in a setting where people are choosing to show up negatively, right? And so it's like, how do I keep my peace when everything else around me is just negative? It's not easy to do for many of us, right? Right. It's really not. And I think that's why this quote is so applicable because this quote speaks to intentionality of purposefully saying, I am going to retrain how I am looking at my current environment. And when I retrain how I look at how I analyze my current environment, that allows me to have an inner peace. And when I'm in a space of inner peace, then none of that negativity can really disturb me. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. And so when I think about just situations in life, right? I'm sure that many of us or some of us can think back to an experience that we had where we either walked into an environment or we shared something with someone and they just stole your joy with their negativity, right? It was just super negative. Now, can you, right? Can you think about either a situation or just something from your experience in general where you face that? Well, you know, I think, Honestly, there are a lot of times currently, a lot of moments currently where that is relevant. For me personally, and I think I've mentioned this before, that, you know, there was a point where I want to say maybe it was like June, starting in June, when everything was really starting to kick off in terms of the peaceful protest around George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And for me, one of the things was recognizing that, no, I'm not going to ignore the reality of what's happening in the world around me, but what's happening in the world around me is a lot of negativity. And to be more specific, a lot of trauma. And so to protect my peace, to protect my energy so that I could continue to show up in spaces where I'm needed, I had to think about, okay, what can I do to protect my peace? And for me, some of what that meant was like relaxing and watching television. And what I wanted to do was watch TV shows that only had black folks. And when I was trying to be intentional about that, I found it really hard to find shows that where it was a predominantly black cast that centered around mostly joy. Mm -hmm. A lot of the shows that feature predominantly black cast have a lot of drama, a lot of negative things happening. And I get that a lot of that is a reflection of our real life, right? Our lived experience. But for me in that moment to protect my peace, I needed joy. And so I decided to be really intentional about finding things that made me laugh, things that brought me joy. What about for you, T? 
Well, Don, before I answer that, I want to take a quick detour because you said something that really like lit my eyes up. And when we were in the midst of that time, Dom, I think back to how you and I, the conversations you and I had around that time when it was so fresh, when George Floyd was just murdered and when we just found out about Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and all that. And I mean, I just think about how low my vibration was. It was just such a sad time for many Black people, you know? And I think about that time and I found myself trying to find inspiring content online Mm -hmm. and I was not really feeling Going to the podcast that I would listen to, there are a few podcasts I listen to where there are white men that are the hosts. And I was just like, I'm not feeling this right now. I'm not interested in watching this right now. And, you know, when I go through my moments of either my low energy states, as one of my mentors has called it, where I'm depressed or something like that, I like to find something to lift my spirits, you know, but I also like to give myself the space and energy to be in that space for a bit. I I let myself wallow a bit because I think it's healthy to feel all the emotions. Right. And so I remember finding one of my favorite like motivators online, this older white guy. And I went to his video and I was like, I can't watch this because I, although it's inspiring, typically I'm like, I need something from a black, like someone who looks like me, who's feeling the same way. We all have our situations, but that's how I felt. So I want to know for you, Dom, what made you shy away from the norm and specifically seek out? I know this is like a totally total detour, but I was just so curious. Like, And then I'll, I'll tell you about the experiences that I've had, but what made you specifically look for a cast with all Black people and things of that nature? Because for me in that time, I found myself really angered by white people, right? And also recognizing that Joy is a form of resistance and activism. Mm. So finding joy in times when the world is telling you that you shouldn't, because then we, because that brings us back to those shoulds, right? Mm-hmm. When the world is trying to tell you, send you the messages that you should not find joy. I wanted to find joy. And for me, finding joy meant avoiding spaces that identified with the oppressor, the colonizer, Mm -hmm. and specifically emphasizing people who looked like me. That makes perfect sense. And I can totally resonate with that. And I'm sure, ladies, you're listening, even though we took a little detour, I'm sure that you may have felt the same way around that time. I will say, Dom, to kind of go back to your question, because of the upbringing that I you know, had growing up in this very stressful, chaotic environment that was abusive and that was just really, really challenging. I used to be a chameleon. And so I've discovered like recently that I'm an empath, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm a very sensitive person. And growing up, when I look at my upbringing, I'm like, oh, it makes sense that you're an empath, right? Because of the experiences I had, but I had to adapt to my environment. And so The thing about this topic that we're talking about, staying positive in a negative environment, because being a chameleon is what protected me. And so being in a group and if everybody's sad, all right, I'm looking around. All right, let me go ahead and mimic what I see. I didn't really have my own thoughts or desires because I had to adjust and adapt to my environment to survive. And so that stayed with me until adulthood. And so it took me a long time to really find my voice, be comfortable standing alone and all those things. And so when you talked about your experiences, I thought about 
how protective I am of my energy today because I've come so far. I've done so much to build my self-confidence and self-esteem. So I don't tolerate a lot of nonsense these days. And so I have a lot more control and I'm very particular about what type of energy I entertain and what type of energy is around me. But there was a time where I was living in a space where it was very chaotic and very negative. And so I remember, and we'll talk about the tips in a little bit, but I remember hearing things about me that I didn't agree with and that I didn't have a chance to really speak up and say anything about because of the dynamic in the household, right? Because I was a young person and this was an adult or where there was arguing or fighting or violence. And the question is, how do you keep your peace in the midst of that, right? So lady, as you listen, like, you know, we just want you to know that we see you, right? We may not know your story. We may not know your exact situation, but we know that many of us find ourselves in situations where we want to maintain our high vibration. We want to be positive. We want to be progressive. We want to be hopeful. But when people around you are not, it can be challenging. And Dom, I feel like my intuition is telling me you want to tell us a little something about emotions and how contagious they are before we dive into our tips. So what do you have to tell us about emotions, Dom? So... <laughs> you like that segue? I, I love that segue. <laughs> so... One of the things that we know is that our emotions, like you mentioned, see, of being in a situation of a group of people and you ended up mimicking their emotions, right? And the thing is, is that, you know, we've all heard that phrase, misery loves company. The reality is that misery loves miserable company. There you go. That part. Right? So it's one thing for me to be miserable and then for you to come around and be cheery and try to bring me out of that. I'm not, if you think about it, I'm not hearing that. I'm not going to be with it, right? What I'm going to try to do is bring you into that misery with me, right? Get you to try and wallow with me. And so that's how we end up in these spaces of like low vibration, right? Because the people around us are in that low vibration. And whether we are consciously aware of it or not, they are doing things, saying and doing things to pull us into that. And so there was a 2017 study that found that with teenagers, and we know that teenagers, are a lot more susceptible to peer pressure and persuasion than the rest of us. Doesn't make us immune, but they're a lot more susceptible to it. This 2017 study found that these teens who surrounded themselves with negative friends, over time, their mood would worsen as well, right? And this is a process known as social contagion. Now, when we hear contagion, you know, you might think of the movie. Then you also might think about this current pandemic that we're in. Right. Okay. And the idea around contagion is that is how things easily spread. And so a social contagion is how when you have a group of people, the emotions or the thoughts and opinions can spread like a virus. Mm -hmm. 
by COVID-19. Right. Good Lord. Okay. And so, yeah. and so when we think about it from that perspective of how easily our emotions can be influenced, that makes it even more important for us to protect our peace. And Dom, it reminds me of that quote. I may butcher it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future, right? Or show me the five people that you spend the most time with or talk to the most, and I'll show you where you're headed, right? If you hang out with four millionaires, you'll probably be the fifth, right? So it's, it's really important to protect our energy and our peace. And that takes us into our tips, lady. We have eight tips that we want to share with you on how you can stay positive, protect your peace, and maintain that high vibration when you are in a negative or chaotic environment that is not serving you. And so the first tip here is to not take it personally. Now, this is one, okay, this is one that I am constantly revisiting with my sensitive ass. And I say that in a loving way. So for anyone else out there who's sensitive, you know how we get like little things happen. I'm just like, oh my gosh, was that because of this? Or like, you just take it personally and you take it on. And so one thing I've been doing recently to just live a healthier life and have a healthier perspective is if I'm getting feedback or if someone does something, I ask myself and I'm trying to, you know, sit objectively and ask, is this mine? Yes. Right? Yes. Because people will throw their shit on you in a second. I'm having a bad day. Now all of a sudden you ugly and you this and that. And it's like, that's not even true. That wasn't even, that's not even yours. And I think a lot of times, especially folks that are empaths and folks that are sensitive and some folks just in general, you hear someone, they do something, it triggers us. Now we're wearing that energy. Right. So we didn't got the energy on us like a new scarf and we rocking it thinking it's ours, but it's like, no boo, that's not even yours. So I think realizing that you cannot take it personally because if this person is miserable, I mean, Don, let's be real. There are times where I get miserable and I get in a funk and I'm not trying to be around that jolly, happy ass person. Okay. Right. Let's be real. Right. Like, there are times when I'm that person and I have to check myself when I have those moments because I've realized that sometimes when I am feeling low, I might say little jabs and shit to someone else because I'll kind of want to like make someone else feel a little bit of how I'm feeling. Exactly. Right? I'm not feeling good about myself. So now I'm going to say this little smart ass comment because I'm like, all right, let me see if I can. So we have to watch ourselves too. So this is not just a projected on everybody else, but we have to be mindful of our stuff as well. So that's the first tip, Don. What do you have to add there for number one? I mean, I think you covered it. Yes. Like, Everything ain't always about you, boo. And that can be from both sides, like you pointed out. Mic drop. It ain't always about you. Mic drop. It ain't about you, boo. Okay. So then that (laughs) takes us to tip number two. To find or create a sacred space. And sometimes knowing that that sacred space is in your mind. Right. So I think about how some of us are in places currently where we are quarantined with our family and we don't have the physical environment that would lend itself to creating a sacred space. Right. You know, one of the things that I like to suggest to folks is making the bathroom kind of like your sacred space if you share a house with multiple people that your time in the bathroom could be your sacred time, right? Mm -hmm. I've 
tend to know the audience who I share that with. And I learned that sharing that with moms or parents doesn't always work because kids do not (laughs) respect the sacred space that the bathroom should present. (laughs) Not at all. And so I think that's why we can also think about the sacred space may not be a physical space. It can be a mental space, right? Of taking yourself to a, a place and a moment in time where you allow yourself to just meditate and clear all of that negativity out. And what that really looks like is saying, okay, I'm sitting here in the family room and everyone around me is full of negativity and talking about all the bad stuff that happened to them today. And while I want to be a sensitive listener, I am also simultaneously in my mind reminding myself that I don't have to take on their stuff and maybe saying like a positive mantra as they are talking and as I am offering a listening ear so that I can still be of assistance to them without taking on their negative energy. Yes, yes, and yes, Dom. You hit the nail on the head. That was spot on. That was a mouthful. All I would add to that is, one, I resonate with the bathroom time. We've talked about a bit about my story on some of the last episodes, Dom, and I talked about living in a one-bedroom shelter with my family of seven. And as you can imagine, with little kids, my parents, I mean, I felt so confined in that space. And the way that I found that sacred space for me was one, taking nice baths with my headphones that was so therapeutic and a way for me to get away. And when I couldn't use the bathroom because we only had one bathroom, I would get on the bunk bed, put my headphones in and I would, I mean, our mind can be your playground. I would just dream and think about the possibilities and meditate and just think about my future and where I wanted to be and not the current predicament I was in. So I think finding that sacred space is so important. And I'm glad that we're pointing out that sometimes it may not be a meditation closet. You may not have space in your house for all that, but you can go somewhere in your mind. Like, don't forget that you can travel in your mind, right? Our mind is so powerful. I will say, in addition to that, protecting ourselves when it comes to what we share with those people, I think Uh is really important. A lot of times, if you think about it, right? My pastor used to always say this, Dom, and it just stuck with me. He said, you know, you can't fit a two by five idea in a one by three mind, right? Mm. So if someone is such a small thinker and, right, we're just going to go basic. They cannot see a big vision for their life. They damn sure, in most cases, will not see it for your life. So when you go to share this news with them or whatever it might be, they may not be supportive. And so that will bring you down because now they're crushing your dreams when you know Right. And we know that you can do it, but they don't believe it for themselves. So now they're bringing you down. Definitely, you know, protect yourself in that way. And Dom, you also said something about taking on someone else's energy. And it makes me think about how when I used to have conversations with friends, I would think that I had to be the problem solver. Mm-hmm. Like I got to solve this. And so what I do now, you know, yes, I want to be, you know, empathetic. I want to listen. But instead of taking it on, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Asking a simple question, if you are supporting a friend through something of what are you going to do or what do you want to do? It puts 
the onus on the other person yes. so that now you're not taking that on energetically because you just saying, what are we going to do? You've now energetically added that layer of stress and whatever that might be, that burden onto yourself. So yes, find and create your sacred space and use it. Yes, yes. And number three is practice gratitude. We have episodes about gratitude. I think practicing gratitude is so great because it helps you put things in perspective. I know for me, again, when we go through things, I think it's healthy for us to feel all the emotions, right? We want to like give ourselves time to process that. And at the same time, I also find that when I'm going through or really anytime, I just love to lean into gratitude. So when I wake up in the morning, I literally thank God for just the smallest things that I might take for granted. Like I'm having some back pain right now. Okay, girl, it's one of them days having some back pain. And it's funny because today, even though my back was hurting, I was like, oh, you know what's so cool? I was like, when my back wasn't hurting, I would actually say thank you for my back not hurting. And it made me so crazy, Don. This is a real perspective shift for me because I was reminiscing and grateful for the fact that my back doesn't hurt on a regular. Like it's just hurting for right now. And I know that it's going to leave. But I was like, oh, damn, it doesn't feel like a missed opportunity where I had something that I took for granted. But now that I don't have the, you know, back pain, I'm actually grateful for the fact that, you know what, all those times when I woke up and my back wasn't hurting, I actually thanked God for having a good back. You know, my back isn't hurting today. And it always reminds me of when I get a cold and like my nose is stuffy. And I'm never grateful for that smooth breathing until my nose is stuffy. And I'm like, damn it, I should have been grateful when my nose was fine. I always think about that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I think that that's a good point about like practicing gratitude, getting in the habit of practicing gratitude puts you in a space where when negativity comes your way, it becomes like second nature to instantly shift to what can you be grateful for? Right. So like you're looking at all of the negative around you, but you also know how to recognize and acknowledge the good things. And I think, you know, for practicing gratitude, all it takes is, like you said, like starting your day with thanking God for whatever it is that you're grateful for that morning. What I like to do sometimes is in the evening, as I'm winding down my day before I go to sleep, to think about the things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. Because then what that does is that puts me in a space of going to sleep in a positive space. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, Tom. And, you know, I think that's a good lead in to our tip number four, which is about affirmations. Right. And the fact that affirmations, if you make a habit of practicing affirmations, just like practicing your gratitude. Over time, it can easily, just like the gratitude, combat the negativity. And, you know, because one of the things, too, is that you can't be positive and negative at the exact same time because they'll cancel each other out. Right. And so if you focus on putting your energy into positive affirmations and saying those things daily. What that does is one, it boosts your confidence, it boosts your mood, but it also becomes your armor. So like if you're at work and 
everyone around you is being negative or someone is constantly trying to put you down. So you walk in with that. And I'm saying walk in. But you you walk in with that fly outfit or in COVID times, you hop on that Zoom meeting (laughs) and you decide you're not going to wear your T-shirt today, but you're going to wear that fly dress that's been sitting in your closet. And you have that coworker who has something negative to say, because again, they're in a miserable space and they're trying to pull you into that. When you are constantly practicing gratitude, but then also constantly affirming yourself, then you won't also take it personally that they have something negative to say about your fly dress because you know that you're in a good space and you've been protecting your peace. Yes, 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 Dom. Again, I would agree wholeheartedly. And I don't have much to add there. I mean, I think you hit it spot on. I know that I used to have affirmations that I hung up around the mirror. And after doing that for so long, my affirmations sort of became ingrained within me. And so now I don't have them hung around the house anymore. But sometimes if I have goals that I want to achieve, I will hang them up. So yes, lean into those affirmations because Oftentimes, we have to work overtime when we are in a negative environment to counteract the negativity. So, yes, spot on. And that takes us to number five, lady, which is be conscious of your thoughts. Oh, my goodness. Again, we're going back to the power of the mind. Sometimes, again, we can take on someone else's energy and their thoughts when it's not even ours. And so we want to be mindful of what am I thinking about, right? Being mindful without judgment. So just noticing what's coming up for me, what am I thinking about and how can I, how can I reframe what isn't true, right? I think about a time when I was younger and a few, quite a few family members would joke around. I think they were joking at least. And they would say, you know, ugly is such an ugly word, right? Yes. And hearing someone, right? And hearing someone call you that, especially when you're trying to develop who you are and you're still so impressionable and you hear someone saying that, it can really impact you, right? Yes. Whether you're young or an adult, because I still don't tolerate it today. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> and so when you think about reframing, I remember in my household, I would hear certain things. And what I would do is when I heard the statement, if it was something negative or something I didn't agree with, I would restate what they said, but change it to a positive. Mm. So that I would like cancel it out myself because I wanted to capture that energy really quick and transmute it, yes. right? And so it worked wonders for me because in my household, we couldn't talk back. It was, there was no talking right? back. I didn't want to get the back end. Mm-hmm. So there was no talking back. So if it's like, you mother F of this, that, that, whatever, in my mind, I'm just saying an affirmation and I'm reframing, right? So being conscious of what I'm thinking and what I'm letting come into my psyche. So Yes, I agree. I think that's an excellent strategy to reframing. And I think the only other thing that I would like add to that is just thinking about how to do that in the workplace, right? So you have your boss giving you some feedback. And instead of looking at that feedback as a personal attack, you reframe that as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to grow. And so you take something that could be perceived as negative and turn that into an opportunity. And I recognize that that may work in a workspace, but 
I also want to be mindful that there are times in which we are in settings that we are not physically, mentally, or emotionally safe. And so in those instances, the reframing might not work in that moment because then your safety is the top priority. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you pointed that out, Dom. And so then with the reframing, I think that that's like a good lead into tip number six about journaling, right? Because I think that when we use our journals to kind of reflect on things that have happened to us, what that allows us to do is as we're writing things down, it allows us to look at it and identify, okay, how can I take this negative and turn it into something positive? Yep, I would agree with that. And I think that, you know, some folks are not really big fans of journaling. Mm-hmm. I have always loved to journal, but sometimes my hand is like, girl, we have been typing all day. I don't feel like writing. So definitely lean into, you know, a virtual journal or like your voice notes on your phone and stuff like that. Or I used to do like vlogs, even like just prop up my video camera. They also have these really dope journals on Amazon, Dom, that I've ordered where it has a combination so that you can lock it. So if you are at home with family or you are in a space where you're like, why am I trying to journal? I don't want no nosy people in here trying to read my Uh stuff. You can always order one of those and you can keep it locked up so that you can have that level of privacy. But I'm with you, Dom. I think journaling is a great way for you to also kind of use some of the tips we talked about before and go to another place in your mind, whether you're mapping out your vision, mapping out your ideal life, mapping out your ideal environment. That's what I used to do when I was at home. Girl, I was like, when I have my own place, when I get grown, I'm going to do this and do that. And when I tell you my home life is so, I mean, obviously life is not perfect, right? right? But like my home life is so amazing. Like it's just, it's literally the vibe and energy that I've cultivated, right? right? And so I think you... Again, moving into the future. Also, as a side note, lady, after this episode, I know we said this in the beginning, but Dom and I are going to record an after show. So if you have not headed over to our website, herspacepodcast.com, to access our after show episode for free on Patreon, girl, what is you doing? So head on over, Herspace Podcast, and you can just click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry at the very top. It'll take you to Patreon and you'll get free access. And September's almost over. So in September, so Catch our after show episodes where we talk about the episode. We give you behind the scenes scoop on what we were thinking, how we came up with the content. So don't miss out. If you like the episodes, I think you're going to enjoy that after show as well. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's a good point because I think also sometimes in our after shows, like we go into a little bit deeper some of the tips that we share or what led us to coming up with some of these tips. Hmm. So don't miss out, lady. And then we're going to hop right back into our list here. So number seven is boundary setting. And we have an episode on boundary setting. And again, this kind of goes back to what you said, Dom. You know, take this advice, but do what's best and what's going to keep you safe for your environment. Like for me, setting boundaries in the environment I grew up in eh, probably wouldn't have worked out so well for me, right? Because of the nature of the environment. But now, you know, my home now or my work now, you know, I feel safe setting boundaries in those situations. So I think setting boundaries is key. I've had friends before that, you know, have 
played around a little too much and said things that didn't make me feel really good. And again, because I've worked so hard to increase my self-esteem and I struggled so much with low self-esteem and self-hate and things like that over the years, I am so particular about how people speak to me and what they say. So if someone's being nasty and it's like a friend saying some sideways shit where I'm just like, pause, what'd you just say? I will let them know in the way that I communicate, you know, right. like that's not okay with me. And so I think setting boundaries is key because we really do set the tone for how people treat us, right? Like yes. we literally write the script. We write the script and what we allow is going to continue a hundred percent of the time. Always. So if every time Dom and I meet up and Dom pops me in the back of the head and I don't say anything about it, now I'm going to be like, Dom, you better stop doing that, Dom. <laughs> Dom <laughs> that's literally the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, Dom pops me in the back of the head like, hey, girl. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to keep letting her do it. She's going to think it's okay, right? right? But if I set a boundary and let her know like, Dom, I wish you would stop popping me in the back of my head. I don't like it. Then we'll have a conversation and Dom, will you stop? I will stop. And I think the thing with that is, is that so I'm going to be respecting your boundary and how I protect my peace is if I know that that's something that like how I like to joke around with my friends and maybe that's my way of being playful and fun. If that's your boundary, I'm not going to take that personally, right? Because if mm -hmm. I take that personally, then that puts me in a negative space, which could then yes. have a negative impact on our friendship. And so I will respect your boundary, but not take it personally. Dom, and wait for this, though. You said something in the beginning where you were like, it's not about you, boo. And for me, the reasoning is one, obviously, like some people just don't like to be popped in the back of the head. But if I grew up in an abusive household, right. that's triggering for me. Exactly. So me telling you like, Dom, I don't like that. It has nothing to do with you. Exactly. It's about a trigger for me. So boom, lady, you see how we brought that full circle? That's how we do. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and we will really bring this full circle with our final tip. That as you are working through all of these tips, chances are you may still need support. And so our final tip is to find a support system, whether that is through an online community of people who have similar experiences, whether that's through a coach. And we have a couple of episodes that talk about the need for coaching. And the benefits of coaching, identifying your circle, your inner circle of friends who really will be supportive of you and understanding. And don't hesitate to find a therapist. There are many options out there now for therapists. You can use the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, Melanin and Mental Health. That's just a small portion of how you can find a therapist in your area who will support you. And one of the things that I do want to make sure that we point out, and I know, lady, if you listen to the podcast all the way to the very last second, you hear me give the disclaimer of our podcast not being a replacement for the work of a trained mental health provider. While, lady, we fully appreciate you listening to us and taking in the nuggets that we give, this is not the same as having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a therapist or with a coach. 
And if you are in that space where you feel like you have utilized all of these tips and things still aren't able to turn around, you still find yourself struggling with that negative space, don't hesitate to reach out to a coach or a therapist. And lady, we're going to go ahead and circle back around on all eight tips. I do want to say Dom and I are about to head on over to Patreon to record the after show. And Dom has a segment called Talk Back Tuesday with Dr. Dom. And we're going to cover some questions that really, I mean, they are pretty on point when it comes to the topic for this episode. So we're going to cover those over on Patreon. So make sure you join us. Head on over to herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry Patreon, and it'll take you right there. So if we're going to circle back on our eight tips for how you can stay positive and protect your peace in a negative or chaotic environment, we have number one, don't take it personally. Number two, find or create a sacred space. Number three, practice gratitude. Number four, create affirmations. Number five, be conscious of your thoughts. Number six, journal. Number seven, set those boundaries. And number eight, find a support system. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace podcast, and I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what? I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap. If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen and register for my free podcasting masterclass. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Thanks for joining us today in Herspace. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.